Good afternoon. Good day. Good morning. Um, I am Dr. Gavin Weiser, and I will be your instructor for EAF 463, College Students and Their Cultures. Uh, this video is simply a, a short and quick video to go over the syllabus and the, the Reginet uh, to help you in uh, your success of the class. So without further ado, let's get started. Um, I'm largely going to be camera off as we're focusing on the syllabus itself. Um, also, as a note, um, it is currently December 26th, uh, the day after Christmas for those who celebrate. Uh, and many of you know, I have a three-year-old. Um, so if you hear lots of noise upstairs, know that Santa Claus brought some rather noisy toys. Um, so you might hear that. I apologize uh, for that in advance. So here we have um, the most recent version of our syllabus. Um, You'll note that uh, as per usual at the bottom um, of the syllabus, it'll always have a current date. Uh, I don't foresee it uh, changing a whole lot between now and when courses start, um, so we're fine. Here we are is uh, the best way to get in contact with me. Um, generally, uh, as you know, I'm not really in the office right now, so the cell phone is always gonna be the best bet if you need to call me. Uh, I'm uh, always available via email as well. Um, and you can book an appointment with me uh, using my appointment. Uh, you can book me link there. Uh, I wanna start off uh, as well by acknowledging uh, that to the best of my knowledge, Illinois State is located on uh, the lands of the Peoria, Kaskakaiwa, Pian, Kasau, Wea, Miami, Maskutin, Dasa, Sauk, Meskwaki, Kickapoo, Potawatomi, Ojibwe, and Kickasaw Nations. Um, and so particularly for any class, I think it's important, but particularly on a class that focuses specifically on cultures, it's important to note uh, the lands of which uh, we are engaging in our work. Um, all of our texts are uh, available on Reginet. Uh, there are no books to buy. Uh, much like last semester, for those of you who are in EAF 461 with me, um, I will be pre-recording um, some lectures for each week uh, available on a podcast link. For those of you who subscribed uh, last semester, uh, it is the same link. Um, you may have uh, seen that um, the um, graphic change. Um, so it is the same link. It's the same, uh, as you can see, um, update link in the top. I just sort of changed the name of the podcast and the, the graphic image. Um, and so uh, that'll be available rather soon. Um, this, in fact, uh, podcast, this syllabus talk will be going up on there shortly. Um, and so know that that will be happening as well. Um, this course is a required course as part of the master's degree in college student personnel. It's designed to help us begin to understand the many different cultures that intersect in U.S.-based higher education. Uh, as a note, this course is not exhaustive of the many cultures, uh, nor are these cultures independent of one another, but interlock, intersect with one another, uh, as well as with those that we just don't have the time to focus in on this semester. Um, and so know that there will be an assignment that will allow folks uh, to focus in on a culture that may be not necessarily uh, highlighted in uh, the course. Um, so know that that is a option uh, and experience as well. 
The course learning outcomes for this class uh, is to develop a greater understanding of the role of culture and it has on the collegiate experience, uh, to understand your own culture uh, and cultures and how they impact your work as a student affairs educator, uh, and as well to increase your capacity as a higher education researcher. Uh, I definitely believe that uh, by becoming a better researcher, you can be a better advocate for students. Um, and at the end of the day, I believe uh, wholeheartedly that is the business that we are in as student affairs educators. Uh, as always, my course uh, does attempt to align with the ACPA NASPA competencies. Um, and for our this class, um, uh, we focus in on the personal ethical uh, foundations, uh, student learning and development, social justice and inclusion, as well as advising and supporting. Um, and so these four uh, outcomes, um, competencies as outlined by ACPA and NASPA are four of just four of the many different competencies that they have outlined uh, that we as a field believe that all aspirants and practicing student affairs educators need to have some familiarity with. So um, in terms of the policies, there's nothing, if you've taken a course with me before, there's nothing uh, outside of the norm. This is uh, basically copy and pasted from uh, last semester's courses. And so if you were in 461 with me last semester, as many of you were, uh, these will be the same. Um, I uh, certainly had a really great time and experience in class with you all last semester. Um, and so I don't imagine tardiness and lateness is going to be uh, necessarily an issue. It seemed like everyone enjoyed class um, and our times together. And I, and I hope to be able to continue that feeling of continuity and community uh, in EAF 463. Um, and so there's that. Uh, graduate school amidst the pandemic, um, it's still a pandemic. Uh, there is some hope uh, uh, into uh, vaccines and or what this might look like moving forward. But obviously, uh, as I'm pre-recording this syllabus talk, because we're not in, uh, uh, having class um, synchronously and in person, um, uh, this is still all very relevant. Um, I would ask you to reread this. Um, even if you read it last semester, I think um, I think it's important as we continue on in semester two of our uh, time and taking classes together during a pandemic. It's, uh, it's a good idea to revisit uh, and remember how um, I expect you all uh, to um, experience graduate school. I, I particularly uh, want to focus on the line that says, I ask each of us how to be patient with each other, reach out and offer assistance or listen to hear when possible. I definitely try and strive to do that with all of you. Uh, check in on one another, try to be more understanding that we might have been at a different time. There's, this is the area that I, I want to focus on. There's no need to feel guilt or that you should be doing something or something that you might not be as motivated as you might be if the situation were different. We're, um, as of uh, recording this, in month seven, eight of the pandemic, um, and, and it's hard. Um, I was having a conversation with one of your colleagues yesterday about missing hugs, right? And so we're all adapting to this um, as uh, able to be done so. Um, and so um, you all were really great last semester. Um, but I want to make sure that we are all still taking care of one another uh, as we enter into your um, second semester. Uh, for those of you who are full-time students who are in your second semester or beyond your second semester, um, it's at least your second semester 
um, potentially third semester as a graduate student during a pandemic. But anyways, academic integrity, um, I think that's very important. Some of you work in the academic integrity office, and so you certainly wouldn't want to be called into your own office or into your peer's office. Um, don't cheat. If you have a question on what that might look like or what that means, feel free to talk with me. I, I went over academic integrity a little bit more in depth uh, during my research talk last semester, which is also posted on YouTube. I'm happy to share that link with you again. Um, if you need to uh, arrange accommodations for documented disability or mental medical health condition, contact student, student access and accommodation services. Um, I would also encourage you, if you haven't already, to reach out um, and utilize the services of our student counseling services. Um, for those of you who are full-time students next semester, uh, or rather next fall, you'll be taking a counseling class. I think it's a good practice to experience being um, um, in the receptive end of the counseling relationship. I think it's very vastly beneficial, uh, not only for one's own mental health, um, but also to know what that experience is like uh, to help better help your students. I think um, it's always good to begin to understand what the culture and the services are at each individual institution you're working at. And so uh, this is an opportunity for you to really learn firsthand and potentially the last time um, that you'll be able to experience the student counseling services as a student. And I encourage you to do that. Um, I have uh, resources here uh, for sexual assault survivors. Um, and so if you or uh, someone that you care for um, is a survivor and needs some resources, uh, there is um, resources here on the syllabus for you. Um, I ask that you not record um, uh, any of our lectures or time together without um, previous consent. If you have a documented accommodation and need to record your class and lectures, that's certainly a different conversation. Um, but uh, there is no, um, you have no right to record or photograph or uh, audio record uh, our times together. If uh, you face a challenge with your uh, food or housing and believe that this is impacting your performance, I encourage you to contact the Dean of Students Office for support. Uh, you're also welcome to contact me uh, if you feel so comfortable. I also know that contacting the Dean of Students Office um, might be a little bit more awkward for you all, um, who many of you work in the Dean of Students Office. Um, so if you need help navigating that, I would also be more than happy to help you in that as well. Um, the Julia N. Visor Academic Center, uh, a part of University College, provides uh, several services free for students, uh, tutoring, writing assistance, academic coaching, interactive study skills workshops. Um, and so feel free to reach out to that um, area if you need some assistance. This course uh, counts as a women, gender, and sexuality studies uh, elective. Updating this as we go. Um, and so um, feel free to reach out to me um, or the folks over at WGSS if you're interested in enrolling in the graduate certificate. Uh, finally, uh, the course is an agreement uh, that we're working through. Uh, it may change, um, but it is uh, kind of a, a starting line. Um, the changes will be happen to make the experience better for all of us. Um, and that'll generally be a conversation um, 
uh, in advance. So I'm gonna briefly go over uh, the course calendar. Uh, so you have a general idea of what this course will look like. And so we'll start off the course um, uh, framing culture under the course. What is culture? So I'll ask you before we come together to watch uh, the stand-up film um, by uh, um, called Nanette. It's available on Netflix. Um, and then there is a, a write-up of it, uh, about it called Stand Up Tragedy. Um, and then I'll ask you to read a short piece by Audrey Lord on anger um, that, I help, that I think helps ground a lot of emotions uh, when it comes to having conversations around culture and identity. And then um, I have scanned and put into ReggieNet uh, on one file, I think it's just called Week One Intersectionality Pieces. Um, and it's uh, two introduction pieces by Patrick Grzenka, um, a piece, a, um, excerpt of a longer piece by Donna Haraway called Situated Knowledge and the Persistence of Vision. And then a excerpt of a piece from Patricia Hill Collins called The Trouble with Postmodernism. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so those pieces will help us frame and think about intersectionality. Um, though this course is, uh, does the thing where I, uh, parses out different elements of identity, know that while we might be focusing on one element of an identity, uh, there are always many elements of identities at play. Moving on to that, uh, we'll spend the next week uh, talking specifically about visual research. Uh, so we'll be reading uh, a piece of photo voice as methodology we'll, about the art as resilience and creativity as research. And then we'll be reading a piece by called uh, Spaces of Speak, Photo Voice and the Reimagination of Girls Education in India by Pyle Shaw. Um, and then there's some supplementary texts as well that are available on Reginet um, by Castleton uh, and Wang and Burris. Uh, we will be engaging in doing a photo voice project um, in class. And so uh, this week will be important so that you all have a basic understanding of what that means. Then we're going to move into what is school and how does it inform uh, student cultures. And so we'll be reading two pieces, one by Michael Apple, uh, talking about what is school for and, and, and how does it work. Uh, and then another piece about teachers as transformatory intellectuals. Um, and we'll be thinking about that, but more than just teachers, I want uh, us to begin to think about how your role uh, can be transformatory intellectual. We'll talk about military veteran student cultures um, and how we can better support our student veterans on campus. So we have uh, some pieces here uh, to engage with. We'll be talking about politics and free speech on campus. Um, and so uh, what, is, what does it look like uh, to have free speech on campus? How does politics intersect and engage into that. And so this is a big topic. Um, and so we'll uh, be visiting that at the beginning of February. I'm excited for that. Then we'll move into queer sexuality. And so we'll be reading a piece by Jenny Beeman, which is really fantastic. Uh, and it talks about um, the history of the first LGBT college student groups. Uh, we'll be reading a short excerpt of a longer book by Lisa Duggan, The New Homonormativity. Uh, we'll be looking at a piece that I wrote with a colleague of mine named Travis uh, about queerness uh, on college campuses. Um, and then we'll be talking and we'll be visiting 
another methods piece uh, by, I think it's Melissa Call Cummings, um, called Consciousness Raising or Unintentionally Oppressive. And so troubling uh, photo voice um, as a space that can reify uh, oppressive uh, ideas. Then we're moving and having a conversation about protests and activism on college campuses, uh, something that I'm uh, very passionate about and very interested in. Um, and so full disclosure, it was really hard uh, to narrow down uh, what we're reading for this week. Um, but we'll be reading a, a, a piece that came out uh, just about a year ago, The Whole Weight of the World on My Shoulders, Power, Identity, and Student Activism. Uh, we'll be talking about situating the study of identity-based activism on U.S. college campuses and our recommendations for educators, administrators, and faculty uh, focused around uh, college student activism. And then finally, a little bit of an older piece. This uh, is a, if I remember correctly, it originally comes from The Atlantic, uh, The New Intolerance of Student Activism, which covers um, some uh, backlash that uh, Yale got uh, in regards to um, Halloween costumes back in 2015 or 2014. Um, and then uh, we're in March already. Man, how time flies. Should we talk a little bit about undocumented students in college? Uh, note that this is uh, the week of grad days uh, as well as ACPA starts this week. And so we'll be reading chapter seven of a larger book about undocumented college students. We'll be looking at another uh, photo voice project uh, that specifically speaks to um, undocumented youth. Um, and then we'll be reading a piece by Antonio Vargas, uh, My Life as an Undocumented Immigrant. Um, and then uh, the next week would have been um, spring break. Um, but it has been canceled, as I'm sure you all are aware. Uh, we still have no class on the ninth, um, and so the university is calling it a personal well-being day, and so uh, enjoy that day. Uh, we will not be meeting that week. We'll come back after what would have been spring break to talk about Latina, Latino, Latinx experiences in higher education. Uh, so we'll be reading a piece um, called The Lost Voice of an S, um, another piece called Counterspaces and Connections in College Transition, First-Generation Latino Students' Perspectives on Chicano Studies. Um, and then finally, mapping and recontextualizing the evolution of the term Latinx in environmental scanning in higher education. So really thinking about uh, the term Latinx um, and what that looks like um, and how it uh, is used or misused in education. After that, we're gonna be talking about native and indigenous schooling. Um, so we'll be uh, doing, um, uh, we'll be reading a piece called Indigenous Paradigms uh, coming from the Critical Perspectives in College Student Development book uh, that we read some chapters in last semester. Um, so this semester we'll be reading about Indigenous Paradigms of Research. Uh, we're also going to be reading a chapter from a larger book called Incorporating Native Cultures into Student Affairs. And then finally, we're going to be talking about American Indian boarding schools. Uh, and we'll be doing that by listening to a podcast from NPR called Ghosts of Football Past, as well as reading another piece. Um, and so those are what we're doing. I also want to remind you two days after class, um, instead of having a uh, podcast lecture for the following week, uh, we're going to attend a live lecture uh, by Dr. Jack, um, who um, 
is uh, a special speaker that the College of Education is bringing in um, that will serve as sort of the lectured content for the following week. And of course, there'll be more information to come on this, um, but that's all for now. Following week, we'll be talking about uh, issues of class. Again, um, information about Dr. Jack's lecture. Um, so we'll be reading an excerpt of his book, uh, the Privileged Poor, um, which is available on uh, Milner Library. And so I will tell you what excerpt uh, that is when we get to there. We'll be reading uh, a chapter uh, by Laura Hamilton, providing a leg up parental environment um, involvement and opportunity hoarding in college, uh, as well as another piece by uh, her and her often uh, co-author, Gendered Sexuality in Young Adulthood, Double Binds and Flawed Options. Um, the following week um, is um, you all giving presentations. Um, and so I'll go over that when we get into assignments. Then we're gonna move into gender uh, and having a, a more nuanced conversation about trans students. And so we'll be talking about terms related to trans stuff, talking about trans men with Chase Catalano, a piece uh, by Finn Enke called The Education of Little Sis. Uh, and then another um, photo voice piece about queer and trans youth called To Be Seen or Not To Be Seen. Um, we'll uh, begin the end of our semester uh, with um, an excerpt from the new edition of Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria and Other Conversations About Race. We'll be reading the prologue. This is a book that originally came out, I want to say it was like 1997, um, and then uh, Beverly Daniel Tatum re-released it uh, as an updated version in 2017. And then we'll be reading a review of that uh, by D.L. Stewart. Um, you may remember some of uh, Dr. Stewart's uh, work from 461. I believe we read one piece by him. Uh, we're moving into Sarah Med's uh, piece, The Non-Performativity of Anti-Racism. And then we'll wrap up uh, by talking about how we speak and collaborate across differences um, from a piece that uh, came out last uh, year, as well as a piece uh, about uh, racism, claiming victimization and reclaiming white supremacy by Nolan Cabrera, who you might remember from um, the um, other R word in student affairs that folks read in 461. As always, uh, for any written papers, you may ask for feedback a week in advance. We only have one uh, this semester. Uh, so please let me know if you plan on doing this so I can <coughs> budget time to spend time with your work. Um, all projects must be in APA format, APA number seven, uh, seventh edition. If you have questions, you can visit the OWL at Purdue, the online writing lab. I recommend you use Zotero or some other citation management system. No late assignments without prior notice. That means you must uh, connect with me and receive consent before a uh, project is due. Uh, so if you uh, see something that just isn't gonna work out for your own life, please come and contact, contact me uh, so we can work something out. All assignments should be submitted through ReggieNet. And so we have several assignments. Here's the grading breakdown. Attendance and participation uh, uh, is 10% of your grade collectively. Uh, you get to self-assess uh, and give yourself 10% of your grade. 
the memoir presentation is going to be 20%, three observations are going to be 30%, and your final photo voice is going to be another 30%. Uh, and that equals up to 100. See, I can do math, my friends. Um, so um, the first assignment is your observations. You must choose a site that you're interested in observing across uh, three observations for 25, 35, or 45 minutes. Uh, you'll return to this site approximately the same time over the course of three separate observational periods. Um, pay attention to the setting, the, the individuals are used to the space, events happening in the space, movement, dialogue. In your first observation, map the space. Um, all observation notes should be typed in double space. You do not need to recreate the map digitally. You can uh, draw it and then scan it in and add it to your observation notes. If you're uncomfortable being in a public space due to the pandemic, that's totally fine, completely understand it. Uh, many of you are already being on campus, doing things on campus. And if you are doing that, um, you can do this assignment. If you're not doing that and you are um, not leaving your house, totally respect that, come and talk with me and we will find a different alternative assignment. Um, I thought about cutting this assignment altogether, um, but students last year really liked it. Um, and so um, we'll talk more about this in class, uh, but I wanna keep it for now. Uh, we'll revisit it and we'll have a conversation about it in class. These are due uh, the first observation on the 16th of February, the 16th of March and the 13th of April. Um, the final class officer uh, photo voice project um, is um, you are, this is also something that we're going to have a conversation about in class, um, whether this is going to be a large group class research project, uh, an individual research project or group research project. Um, I think there is um, um, good ways to go about it all together um, and would love for us as a community to come together to figure out what it is that we want to do um, as such there are not a whole lot of descriptive details about this project for the time being because i want us to sort of map that out uh, and lay out the terrain of what that's going to look like um, and one of the things you'll see uh, is that i'm asking um, for how you to name your file names for anything you turn in. So I would like for everything to be your last name. So if I were turning this in, it would be wiser pvproject.pdf. Um, and so I'm asking for the final group project to be turned in as both a PDF and as a uh, Word document. Your final uh, reflection, uh, you've probably done this with me already. Um, I want you to visit your commitment, investment, and work outside of class uh, and assign yourself a grade. Um, turn into the veggie net. Um, and that uh, should be turned in as wiser final reflection with your own last name uh, in that space. And so if your last name is Smith, it would be Smith final reflection. Um, the final, uh, the final um, assignment for this class is a memoir presentation. Uh, you'll select an approved memoir and read this text. The week of April 13th, the class time will be spent with each student taking between five and 10 minutes speaking about the text, summarizing the experience of the author and making connections between the readings within this course, as well as EAF 461 student development theory. I do believe all of you have taken theory before, and so you should have no issue doing this. Um, if you haven't taken theory um, and need uh, to reach out to me for some assistance, or even if you 
have taken theory and need to reach out to me for some assistance, please do so. Uh, there are some pre-approved texts below. If you choose a text that's not on the list list, it's totally fine. Please connect with me to ensure um, approval of this text. Only one student per text. These will be signed up for through ReggieNet no sooner than the second week of class. In addition to this presentation, you should develop a one-page executive summary to be shared with the entire class. Um, I can give you an example of what that would look like. Uh, this addresses learnings one and two, and it should be entitled uh, smithmemoir.pdf. And so I have a number of different uh, memoirs that I've gone through. I've read many of these. I have not read all of them. Um, I reach out uh, to the ones that I know uh, and put them, and then I reach out to some colleagues about some good memoirs. Um, and so uh, there's lots of different opportunities for you here to explore different elements of culture um, and think about what you might want to learn. Some of these are like, for instance, Dear America, Notes of an Undocumented Citizen. Uh, that was actually a required course in this, required text in this course a few years ago. Um, um, so there's lots of really great, I think, books. Uh, some of these are, you know, I Know Why the Cage Birds Sing by Maya Angelou is a book that many of you will already be familiar with um, and is more of a novel um, in some regards, but it's still autobiographical and a memoir. Um, and so there's a lot of really great books here. Some of these are more difficult than others. Um, and I'd be happy to have a conversation. Some of them are also graphic novels, uh, such as The Complete Persephilis is a graphic novel. Um, no Ivy League is a graphic novel. Gender Queer is a graphic novel. Uh, Fun Home is a graphic novel. Blue Pills is a graphic novel. Uh, American Born Chinese is a graphic novel. Um, so there's a lot of uh, options here, both as graphic novels, as, as novels, as nonfiction written books. Um, I'd be happy um, to help you choose one um, or uh, help you discern which one you would want to read. Or if you are between one that's on here and one that is not, uh, we can talk that as well. Um, and then finally, the course references. Um, and so uh, those are below as well. And so real quick, I'm going to go over, go over uh, the ReggieNet site. Um, and so this is here, uh, much like is uh, looked uh, last semester. Here's the syllabus as a course calendar that will have links uh, to all the readings. Uh, the readings will also all be under resources. And so you can go to readings um, and uh, you'll find them all here named generally what they're named um, in the um, syllabus. Um, I'm just trying to check. Anyways, not important. Um, I will fix that up. Um, but yeah, so that's all there. Assignments, as always, are here uh, with their uh, due dates. Um, and so know that uh, they are available for you. Uh, the Zoom room will be here. The podcast is linked here. Um, and so uh, pretty standard, pretty basic. Try not to make it too confusing. 
Um, but there is everything you need for EAF 463. Um, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be with you again this semester. Um, uh, this is uh, a class that I think is really important and really interesting and a lot of fun. Um, and while absolutely I would rather be in person with you all, I'm excited uh, to be back in Zoom space with all of you having really great conversations um, and whatnot. Um, a final note is that while I'll be doing the podcast, I will likely not be doing videos uh, this semester, only because the majority of you were listening to the podcast and not necessarily the, the video. Um, and there isn't going to be a whole lot of visuals uh, this semester. And so um, it just takes up extra bandwidth and, and not necessary. And so I'd encourage you uh, to, if you were a YouTuber, uh, to transition over to being a podcast listener um, and subscribe, uh, rate, and like me on iTunes. That's what the podcast, the cool podcasters say, right? Uh, don't really do that. Uh, and so it'll be up there. Um, this should, you might be listening to this as a podcast. How meta. Uh, have a great rest of your holiday and I'll see you in January. Take care.